In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. On this episode of Crown Jewels, we had our first royal wedding of the season. Our best wishes to Princess Iman and Jamil Thermiotis. We have yet another royal book tour. Is Fergie now an intriguing lady? And the debate of who gets the late Queen Elizabeth's inheritance has commenced. Will King Charles keep it in the family? We are back with another episode of Crown Jewels, the elite podcast for the royally obsessed, presented by Betches Media. I'm Lex Nico. And I'm Samantha Bush. And today, after many (laughs) attempts attempts this week, we're here. We've made it. It's been a tough, tough week. Uh, Becca, our producer, was just saying she saw a TikTok video that something's going on with the planet. And that certainly seems to be the case down here in Los Angeles because uh, we've tried to record this a few times. I kept getting locked out, my internet troubles with my move, but we've made it, Sam. And I'm so happy because this week we have conversation that, yes, there's British monarchy conversation, but I am so excited to get into tea and crumpets, but before we do, I do just want to highlight King Charles is making his first appearance on stamps. It's a big week for the stamp girls, and just so you know- It's a big week for the stamp community. Yes. I collected stamps as a child, so I'm very excited about this. And they are going to be special stamps that are bearing the head of King Charles, and it's almost like this silhouette. Very, Mm -hmm. very demure. Not at all what I was expecting. (laughs) No, not at all. But you know what? He continues to surprise us, our king. And so, yeah, if anybody wants to cop those in the UK, <laughs> mail me some, let me know. I really could use the love language of gifts after this week, I think. <laughs> yes. I think, I mean, you know, not to like totally divert off topic, but like Please. I just think everybody is all of the love languages. In like, some capacity or in at some different capacity. times? Yeah. Like yes. sometimes I'm like really in the mood for a gift, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. A hundred percent. What are your love languages generally? Oh, when I took the quiz, my top one was acts of service. Okay. And then words of affirmation. And then I think quality time and then physical touch and then gifts. Yes. Or maybe gifts and physical touch. I don't remember. (laughs) Please don't touch me. (laughs) Yeah. Give me a present. (laughs) Yeah. Think of like like if someone were to like empty the dishwasher for me. Like oh my if gosh! I had like a busy day and like they did uh, like yeah. Oh my god! I know. I had a friend bring me medicine because obviously I was sick, and I am like my love language that I like to give is acts of service, mm-hmm. and typically I like words of affirmation. But I think with the whole like move and being sick and whatever, like. They like brought me medicine. I like almost started crying. I was like, this is the That's nicest so thing sweet. anyone's ever done for me. No, you literally need to be friends with that person for the rest of your life. I know. <laughs> what an angel. Well, I hope you're feeling better. Thank you. We're, we're on the road great. to recovery. 
Yeah. I know I've got my Phoebe, I love how sexy I am voice, friends yeah. reference. Yeah. Now you know. <laughs> you know, now I know. I'm on season nine, so we're great. cruising right along. <laughs> I'm so happy. I can't wait to talk about that more. I, I know. It's, <laughs> this could turn into a friends podcast. You just it's never know. evolving. <laughs> yeah. Sam, it's time for tea and crumpets. So do you want to start us off with some royal subjects for our royal subjects? Of course. So we're going to take a little trip out of the United Kingdom for this one. Princess Amman of Jordan's royal wedding was on Sunday, March 12th. She married New York-based financier Jamil Thermiotis. Thermiotis in a stunning ceremony at no. the Beit Al-Erdan Palace. Thank you. Thank you. Um, it was the first royal wedding of the season. So, I mean, absolutely stunning. The veil. I'm like really into veils lately. Mm-hmm. Like I really like them. Like It's the all more that dramatic. bitch's bride work. It really is. Like I'm really into a dramatic veil. And I mean, the wedding is absolutely gorgeous. She's in Dior. Oh, my God. Yes. And this like Chomet tiara that reportedly belonged to her grandmother. But like I thought she was the most stunning bride I've seen in such a long time. Mm -hmm. It was like modern but yet traditional, if that makes sense. Like it was like a modern twist to it. And I wonder if – is she going to keep her princess title because she's married to a commoner? I don't know what the rules are in Jordanian royal culture, but I would – I mean, okay, here's the thing. I did a true deep dive of this royal family. Queen Reina, I was like, this woman has branded herself incredibly. Mm -hmm. And I don't think there is a world where she lets her daughter – renounce her title I just I'm just like no this woman loves being a queen and there's no way she's not letting her daughter be a princess I I totally agree I'm getting my eyes on her mom on Queen Renea and absolutely gorgeous like this family is so stunning I love I I just I'm looking at the photos right now and like it's just so beautiful (laughs) And simple and intimate, but yet like very extravagant, if that makes sense. Exactly. Like, you can tell every everything there costs more than my life, but yet it looks like cozy and like really beautiful really beautiful. It's it's stunning. I, I really loved princess. this wedding. Um, a couple of things. So some details. The crown prince Hussein walked his sister down the aisle, which is, you know, atypical of what you see at a traditional wedding. Typically, Mm -hmm. the father walks the bride down the aisle, but her father was at the end of the aisle and met her there. Um, Mm -hmm. Everybody was all smiles. On Instagram, he shared an emotional post congratulating his sister and his new brother-in-law, saying he was grateful for all the precious memories we share and overjoyed to see you celebrate your wedding today. I wish you, dear Iman and Jamil, a lifetime of blessings and happiness together. And it was just like gorgeous. And also, I don't know if you're looking through the photos right now for the first Mm -hmm. time, but I am not used to Jordanian royal culture. I am not this royal family. They adhere to Sunni Islam religion. And I don't know if it's a religious thing or a royal thing, but they get to the end of the aisle and there are couches. Mm-hmm. And they all sit for the ceremony. Mm-hmm. And like not even being funny. I love this. No, they're like on a couch. Yes. They're Exchanging on like a restaurant hardware rings. white couch. Like it's- The dad's on a love seat to her right. Like it's beautiful. 
oh, it's beautiful. And like, I love because like you said, we we don't really know much about this family. I feel like maybe we should do like a little deep dive. I would special love episode to. Because the photos, I'm like very obsessed. So there's a few reasons why I would really love to do a deep dive on this royal family. Because obviously this family is beautiful and now I'm fascinated. I, I did a deep dive of them. I love that they have Instagrams that actually – I feel like the British royal family's Instagrams are obviously, for good reason, very curated. And mm-hmm. so is this royal – like, it's it's Queen Reina and then um, her son, Hussein and Iman, that have Instagrams as of now. Mm-hmm. And then they have two more kids, two younger – another younger brother and sister. But what was so interesting was, like, after the ceremony – People Magazine reported that she, like, stepped down and as they were walking down the aisle after they were married, she embraced her mother in, like, a passionate, emotional hug. And, like, her mom shared this, like, beautiful emotional message on her Instagram. And the Royal Facebook page was, like, an even more emotional post. Like, I'm fascinated Mm -hmm. with the fact that this royal family is deeply emotional. Mm -hmm. They, like, communicate their emotions. They're seen hugging and embracing and, like, I'm just, it, it's such an interesting juxtaposition where it's like, you know, we heard in Spare with like Prince Harry talking about how he couldn't even hug his grandma, you know, like he mm-hmm. probably never hugged her. Like, it's just very fascinating. It's very different. It's, yes. it's, it's fo- like looking at the photos and looking at them, it's obviously a formal event, but there yes. is such like a warmth yes. to them that I just don't, you just don't see really when we're covering like the UK Royals. Exactly. There's always something a little curated or cold almost. You yeah. Know? But maybe that's just like the British culture. I don't know. I don't know. But you were talking right last week about how different royal families adhere to different rules. Mm-hmm. And so I found this really interesting. And I would love, I would love an assignment to make yeah. notes and deep dive on this family, Sam. So if you're down, yeah, I'm into it. I'm writing it down right as we speak. Excellent. Because I love them. I think also they're just like so beautiful. You have to deep dive. They're like the Queen Reina had like uh, Iman's like henna ceremony, which they have like a big. It's basically like another bridal shower with all these women and there Mm -hmm. were speeches and like the traditional. They were doing like giving speeches and doing traditional tongue. And do you remember? um Shakira in the Super Bowl. You probably don't know this, do you? <laughs> no, uh, we'll talk about this at another time. Yeah. No, I did watch the Super Bowl. Yes. For Shakira show. and J-Lo. Yeah. But did you ever see those reports where she like into the camera made that sort of like tongue sound? Yes. yes. So that's like a very traditional thing. So there was a lot of that in the video. It was it was very um, – I just – I loved – I loved creeping these Instagram accounts, and I was like, I got to learn more about this family. I'm yeah. really curious. Well, buckle up, guys. Intrigued. We're going to be doing a little – maybe a little special app. Special app. Let's do it. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. What I love about Shopify is basically how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. I know we use Shopify here at Betches, and honestly, anyone with any kind of business could really benefit from Shopify. 
Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklyn, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash betches, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash betches now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash betches. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Let's get into our second topic, though, because we have been going on and on about Miss Fergie Ferg. Fergie so, <laughs> Fergalicious. Sarah Ferguson. She is doing her U.S. media tour And I know we were speculating, obviously, like, does this have to do with Andrew and the coronation? Why is she like, you know, Andrew's rehabilitation poster child? Yeah. She is also promoting a book called A Most Intriguing Lady. So she's, you know, been from Good Morning America to Kelly and Ryan. And she was now on the Kelly Clarkson show. Mm -hmm. And she was sharing a story about her and Princess Diana were arrested at her bachelorette party. I'm obsessed. Here's the story. First of all, I like I knew this, but I forgot this. Mm-hmm. And this article and this interview reminded me. Um, Sarah and Diana were friends long mm-hmm. before they were married to brothers. Brothers, yeah. So it's like actually very sweet to hear her talk about um, Diana and mm-hmm. who she affectionately calls Dutch. Um, They were friends from teenagers. But anyway, getting into the details of The Bachelorette. So it was her hen party, as they call it. Um, And they dressed up in costumes one night to go out to a club. And they have a photo and they're wearing matching uniforms with caps. Diana's in like a wig and black glasses. And a waiter comes up to them and says, excuse me, this is a member's club. It's for fun. We don't serve police officers here. (laughs) So they actually thought they were police officers. And what ended up happening was they got arrested for impersonating police officers after they left the club. And they were put in the back of a police van. And, of course, Diana, being Diana, in so many stories that we've heard, she noticed some bacon-flavored crisps or chips in the van. So the cops' chips. And she took them and started eating them. And the cop was like, you can't do that. And then they ended up chatting. And then the police finally realized who they were. But I kind of dig this story. Like, I I needed a lighthearted British royal family story. I agree. And 
So I'm kind of curious. Okay. So you know how Fergie's going on this press tour and she's going on the Good Morning America. She's going on the Kelly Clarkson show, Kelly and Ryan, et cetera. Uh-huh. Which is soon going to be Kelly and Mark. Thank God. And wow. no shade to Ryan Seacrest, but you Kelly and Mark just have better chemistry, you know? Okay. And um, anyway. Good to know she has better chemistry with her husband. <laughs> yeah. They're like, they're crazy. They're like always making out. Anyway. So I'm kind of curious because this feels very new royal. Like, do you think Harry going on his press tour had any sort of effect on her doing one like yes. this? Yes. And I mean, she's going like he was doing like Anderson Cooper. He was doing like the BBC. She's doing like she's going lifestyle fluff. She's going lifestyle. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I do think like I, I didn't actually think about it before you mentioned this, but I hear you loud and clear in the sense of like he opened the doors for her to be like, huh. I can, sure, I'm like affiliated with the royal family, but, Mm -hmm. you know, we've already gone through our shame and blah, 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 and hell, it's happening right now with Andrew. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go out here to America and get that bread. Like, Mm -hmm. a thousand percent, that checks out. Because she's really hitched her wagon to still being in the royal family. Like, she's still such a big part of that family and, like, their, you know, public presence so I'm just really surprised that she's going on like a Kelly Clarkson show and talking and about no Diana. one's like blinking an eye. They're just like, oh, yeah, that's fine. Like, I think it's kind of crazy that she's talking about this story where Princess Diana was arrested and like no one's up in arms about it. But I feel like if Harry were to do something yes. like, you know, my mom was arrested, people would be so upset. Yes. Like William would be furious. You're so right. And again, this is a perfect example of why Harry and Meghan probably left. Like, you know, one reason. The double standard. The double standard. And it's like Sarah's going on here and everybody's like in laughter being like, what a wonderful sentimental Mm -hmm. story. Da, 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 da. But you're right. They would be whistling a different tune, especially in the British media, if this is something Harry did. But I also wonder... Like Sarah is going out here and, you know, mustering up attention for the British royal family again Mm -hmm. with positive or emotional sentiment. And A, we know they need it. B, the U.S. is probably, because of Harry, so open and receptive to like Mm -hmm. having her come on, right? Because it kind of like Well, she saw how successful he got. Yeah. Yeah. People bought his book because he went on a press tour. Correct. And then he- sold that book for an in-person or virtual therapy session online. (laughs) Correct. So you never know what we're going to get from Fergie. She's kind of a wild card, you know? She is a wild card. But honestly, like, I I was like, do I need to read this book? Do we need to read it for... I feel like we kind of do. I think we should. Because I feel like there's a lot of tidbits in there. Like, little fun facts. Yeah. And this photo of her (laughs) and Princess Diana... Prince Diana looks insane. <laughs> the fact you guys have to look at this photo. We'll po- when we post our ep- that our, our episode is out. We'll post this photo. It is insane. This picture, like yes. the fact anyone thought that these two women were <laughs> real <actual laughs> police officers. I'm like, you guys fucking stupid. Yes, it's alarming. That's so funny. It also brings me back, you know, to like how bachelorette parties were just like one day. Oh, not. 
not a not a weekend trip to Tulum. That's, you know, two thousand dollars. Yeah. And then you get there and everyone's like, You've got to pay for the bride. And I'm like, I just flushed out my savings account to be (laughs) here. It's fucking crazy. Um, I'm so intrigued. So a most intriguing lady. It's fiction. So from Sarah Ferguson, the Duchess of York, a sweeping, romantic, compulsively readable historical saga about a duke's daughter, the perfect Victorian lady, who secretly moonlights as an amateur sleuth for high society's inner circle. Number one bestseller in historical British and Irish literature. I mean, if it's fiction, I don't know why it's in historical British literature, but I'm down. (laughs) I'm down. I'm down to take a, you know... I guarantee, to your point, there is probably some element of, like, drawing from real life in this book. Oh, my God. I just discovered her YouTube page. No. It's called Storytime with Fergie and Friends. We got to do a Make It Rain. Uh, Also, write this down on Sarah Ferguson's (laughs) media game. Her media game. (laughs) Because now I'm, like, so... (laughs) I got to research. At first, I was like, oh, this is an old, this is, it's got to be old. She (laughs) she uploads every day. (laughs) Okay. She's doing daily vlogs. Our girl is working overtime. She's hustling. She's in a red bow on. It's her and Paige Lorenz. Like, let's go. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Get your your coin, girl, because you got to support Prince Andrew. Seriously. You got to upkeep all the amenities in the new space in Frogmore. Oh, geez. Oh, my goodness. Back into Harry and Meghan news. The royal family updates Prince Archie and Princess Lilibet's titles in the official line of succession. Mm -hmm. I don't know why I'm so surprised by this. I mean, when I read the headline, I was like, oh, interesting. I, I, I was. I, I was surprised in two fashions. I was surprised that King Charles agreed to this, but I get it, and mm-hmm. we'll explain why. And I was also surprised that Prince Harry and Meghan, like, also agreed to it. But again, I'm also not surprised, and we can explain why. But, like, mm-hmm. <clears throat> I, as I see what has been happening in the royal zeitgeist, I don't think there was a world where King Charles could afford to not do that. True. And I don't know if I am, and and we get these comments a lot um, on the podcast, like ratings. I don't know if I'm holding him to a standard of like US perception, Mm -hmm. but I don't think that I am in the sense that like, even in the UK, public perception and his rating has gone down. Mm -hmm. And I can't help but wonder, like, I know that maybe it's not as much about Harry and Meghan, but like, I think it has to do with like the familial dynamic. Mm-hmm. So this like is bringing him, you closer. Yes. Like this is him saying like, they are a part of this bloodline. We are keeping them in the official line of succession and like mm-hmm. upholding tradition. Yeah. Because they were previously listed as master and miss. Yeah. Mountbatten Windsor. And like, I hear everything you're saying and I totally agree. I was just surprised when I first read the headline. I was like, oh, Prince Charles making King Charles. So sorry, King Charles. He's making moves. Yeah. He really I mean, is. He has been. He's he's moving them into Buckingham Palace if they come to visit. He's putting, you know, their kids as prince and princess. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's I think this is 
olive branches because they were really treated like shit for a while. Yeah. Like outcasts. Yeah. Like, oh, if you do this, you know, we're going to punish you. And instead he's like, I see. I think he sees how much pain Harry is in over this. And like, I do wants to make it better. I th- Maybe we're giving him too much credit, but I don't really think so. No, but I think it's like, I've, I've always said this about King Charles. Like, I think, of course, there is always strategy to, you know, how he's playing chess. Mm-hmm. And I think he understands that this will have a positive impact on public ratings or perception. Mm-hmm. Again, as it relates to his son, maybe not. And I don't even want to say maybe not Megan, but like, I think it's both of them. But mm-hmm. also, like, I go back to the book, like, Harry did not drag like his dad that hard. And I always continue to fall back on the fact that like there are parallels to their experience. Extreme parallels, like so similar. And I will, you know, I will never forget when you were, when you really brought that to my attention and I, it really gave me a chill because yep. I was like, wait, like you're right. They yes. have so much in common And I love that Buckingham Palace isn't even like putting out a statement about this. It's just like, this is what we're doing. They updated the website. Yep. Like, this is it. Like, we're we're not going to make it a big deal because I feel like if we make it a big deal, then it's like, okay, well, you're doing it for press. But he didn't. He just silently kind of updated the website, which is kind of crazy if you think about it. Like, we're updating the website about, not, not crazy in a bad way. It's just like kind of funny to think of like, how it used to be updated i can just picture it was like a, on a scroll you know in <laughs> yes. the in the palace and now it's like gotta go to godaddy.com like yeah. gotta go into Somebody my domain update like the website it's just kind of funny to me just picturing him being like like ordering someone to do that makes me laugh <laughs> but. we need to update that copy stat so notify yeah the agency. <laughs> it's kind of funny somebody messes it up you have to go back yeah. four times and i mean this is their birthright it is. And that's what so, um, Harry and Meghan in their statement said, right? Like, they're like, this mm-hmm. is their birthright. And it's been something that's been known for a while at Buck- between us and Buckingham Palace. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the fact that this wasn't given to them at birth is fucking crazy. And that is exactly what Har- Harry and Meghan were saying. Yes. They were like, because Prince William's kids were called prince and princess like the moment, the second they were born. Correct. You know, I'm just kind of, I'm kind of obsessed with Charles. I got to tell you. No, I'm totally into this. I love him. I fully, fully am like, I, I'm glad that he did this. Yeah. And I'm very interested. Like, I remember when Prince Harry had the interview with Anderson Cooper and Anderson asked him, like, why haven't you renounced your title? And Harry was kind of like, well, what difference would that make? Right? Like, mm-hmm. You know, he's like, why be so public and reveal these conversations mm-hmm. when you've tried to, like, do it privately? And, you know, he's like, every single time I've tried to do it privately, there have been briefings and planted stories and leaks. So he's like, I'm just going to own it, basically, in the words mm-hmm. of Lisa Rinna. And he's just being forthright with it. And at first, I was, like, really upset. Not upset, but I was like, why are they keeping the titles? And that's where I'm like, why would they like agree to having prince and princess for their children? Like, but you know, he's kind of like, why not? What difference mm-hmm. does it make? And he's yeah. right. Love it. Cause Love I also it. back, like, people would call them prince and princess even in America anyway. So, right. Because you stand by that, Harry. 
Yeah. <laughs> and I just want the family back together. I do too. I do too. Like I, I need them to make it to the coronation. Like I, I desperately need it. I know. Like and I, I want, I want Harry. This is what I envision. Can I tell you? Please. I envision Harry and Charles. You know, the curtains are drawn. It's just them in Buckingham Palace. You know, everyone's gone to yeah. sleep. And oh, you're, you're casting. You're painting the oh, crown. Oh, I'm painting the, crown, the story the right now. Yeah. It's the crown. <laughs> and like, you know, they share maybe a pint together and maybe like smoke a cigar together. And like they share like, you know, like maybe Charles tells them like, I love you. You know, like that's what I'm envisioning. Yeah. I'm envisioning a nice father son moment sans William. Agreed. And that it's a shame worm. that it's Sans William, but I think that that's the only way that it can work. Yeah, I agree. Because he's just too pissed. Yes. He's too mad. And, and uh, yeah, no. You know, in The Crown, when Elizabeth and um, Margaret are on the phone and they say, I love you, and they're like, let's never do that again. Mm-hmm. Maybe something yeah. like that. Maybe something <laughs> like that. I just, I had to Google what Prince William's zodiac sign is. He's a cancer. He's He's got a lot of emotions. There's nothing worse than a cancer man. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> Wait. Oh, what? God. Truly? Yeah. My, dead like, serious. Two out of five boyfriends, cancers. But Virgos Were they cancers? horrible? No. Well, they're exes. <laughs> they couldn't have been great. <laughs> couldn't have been that great. Yeah. Oh, no. and Harry's a Virgo. Oh, but see, they should get along. But you got to look at their their. Uh, I got to look at like their. And yeah, I got to look yeah, at like their, their full chart. Yeah, I need the full chart. I got to get my eyes on that. Maybe that could be another deep dive episode. Oh my Megan god, Markle can is we a have Leo an astrological and, guest. Oh my god, I would love. Well, Megan Markle's a Leo. Nothing has ever made more sense to me. Yep, that makes sense. And I believe Kate is a Capricorn. I think you're right. Yeah, Capricorn no and Cancer. Interesting. I I, I really thought you were going to say that William was a Scorpio. I think per, uh, King Charles is a Scorpio. Is he? That would explain a lot too. <laughs> the dirty, dirty, dirty man. <laughs> dirty daddy. Just trying. Just trying to, yeah, he is. Oh my god, he is a Scorpio. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That checks wow. out. God, Tampon I'm taking lots of notes. Tampon Gate, just really living it up, whooping it up. That Scorpio. Yeah. <laughs> it all makes sense. Yeah, I'm down. Well, and um, uh, Diana was a Cancer, and Scorpio and Cancers actually get along really well. Yeah, so that's interesting. Okay, we'll save Ugh. that. You know, we'll save this for a special up. I, you know, the woo woo girl in me would oh. love. Oh, and the astro- woo woo girl in me. I'm looking at my vision board. Right now. <laughs> And it says, I cut out something that says the stars are aligned. So, I mean. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
Lex, are you ready to make it rain? Of course. Let's get into the conversation of the royal inheritance because when Queen Elizabeth passed away last September, may she rest, her eldest son, now King Charles, inherited more than just the crown. But he's allegedly stirring up some resentment among his younger siblings, the Duke of York, the Princess Royal, the Duke of Edinburgh, over their late mother's inheritance. Mm. And no surprises here, Samantha. Prince Andrew, Mm. in particular, is said to be in despair that Charles has not shared out. (laughs) I know. I know. So obviously, he's in despair that King Charles has not shared out the late queen's inheritance. So... Obviously, as a non-working royal, this they are just like every time I read about Prince Andrew, I'm like, dude, get a job. Like, get a job. He's like making Fergie fuck like around go and on YouTube, write fictional book stories. Yeah. She's starting a Benoit Blanc detective series. <laughs> like, yeah. She's like murder she wrote. I don't know what's going on over there. Like, she's she's hustling. She's, she's being Brittany Cartwright and he's being Jax Taylor. Like yes. she's out there getting Jenny Craig sponsorships. And what the fuck is he doing? Nothing. Complaining. Complaining, begging, being in despair and resenting the fact that King Charles mm-hmm. hasn't uh, handed out coin because mm-hmm. he doesn't receive money from the sovereign grant to cover costs, unlike his brother and sister, Prince Princess Anne and Prince Andrew. And obviously King Charles inherited 650 million pounds in her estate. Like, that's what her estate is worth. That which is, is wild to think mm-hmm. about. No, it's actually insane. Like, he's the sole inherit- inheritor of yes. 650 million pounds. And not only that, but on top of this, she's also amassed tens of millions of pounds on her own through assets like art and racehorses. Yes. So it's just kind of <laughs> it's she it's reported on the Sunday Times Rich List in 2011, so I mean, it's probably a lot more than this, but they said that her private fortune was worth 370 million pounds. Oh my god. <laughs> I mean, this is just so much money. Like again, we spoke about the fact that Harry and Meghan amassed a ton of money for Spotify deal, mm-hmm. their Netflix deal. But like, this is nearing, or if my math is mathing, a billion pounds when you total it. Because mm-hmm. this is her um, her wealth, her estate wealth, and then her private fortune. King Charles is just sitting on all of this. Now, I'm trying to Google it because I thought in my research, he gave some money to Prince Edward, but it's not coming up for me. All that's coming up are articles about the fact that King Charles has not shared the inheritance. It says that Anne and Edward, who are working royals, can rely on handouts from him. Okay. (laughs) But I don't, who knows if he'll actually do that. I can't imagine he won't. I can't imagine. Also, what is he going to do with all this fucking money? But, like, I can't imagine he won't either because, like, it's like, who's reviewing this financially? Like, they can't just have him sitting on money, right? Like, Mm -hmm. 
I don't know. I actually don't know. Again, like this is so interesting to me because I'm like, I need to understand how this works from uh, like an estate or executor of a will perspective because I know in going through will stuff, not Prince William, an actual will, mm-hmm. like somebody's, you know, last dying testament. Um, I know that like there's the executor of the will and you can write in your will, let's say like this person is the executor, but this money is meant to be split equally, for Mm -hmm. example, among so on and so forth and whatever. But like your, um, in-laws have no right to that money. Like there are certain things that you can say. Mm -hmm. So for the queen's wealth, or is it historically, like, this is what I'm reading historically, it just goes to the next in line to the throne. So does that mean that Prince William will then inherit whatever King Charles has? I would assume. And it's on him to distribute between him and Harry, his children, etc. Because we know that ain't happening. <laughs> no, 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 no. No. I don't no. know if there is anything in here that says he legally needs to distribute that money. I think it's like the intention that he should, but I Mm. actually don't know if he legally has to. And then the other thing that is crazy is that there was a deal negotiated in 1993 that effectively exempts the monarch from paying inheritance tax. So as he inherits this money, he's not being taxed on it whatsoever, essentially. So it's like, that is all of his money. Which explains why the public are hate these people (laughs) like they're everything is like written off everything is you know tax-free whatever but it's like they're sitting on a billion dollars yes and i just feel so you know how last week we discussed um oh my gosh i forget his name the guy the cousin who has people paying to like walk their dogs yes yeah like give them some money to keep up with their right with their little estate like what the fuck are you doing with all this money that's what i don't understand now not to get on like an eat the rich like tangent but let's do it but like (laughs) they did nothing to deserve any of this they literally this family enslaved people and like I, I, i i i'm like speechless i'm like they have to give this money back in some capacity like, he has to do something with it. I mean, it would look good for him to do well, something with it, but I also think that they're super fucking greedy, and I don't know if he will. And uh, again, I will also parlay that into, you could say, let me take some of that private fortune, right? Mm-hmm. Like, because the private fortune, as you mentioned, is like tens of millions of pounds in her own mm-hmm. cash. Mm-hmm. And she had offshore say, accounts. Yes. There is a macroeconomic crash happening, Mm -hmm. yes, across the world, but especially in Britain and the UK. And why would you say we're going to pare back on this coronation and then be like, JK, we're going to blow it out of the water with taxpayer dollars? Why wouldn't you take some of this money, which you clearly can afford? Like, that's not an, an argument. At all. He wouldn't even notice if that money was gone. Correct. You know what I mean? That's what I mean. Like, at at what point, like, are you happy with the amount of money that you have? Like, this is hundreds of millions of pounds. Yes. And you're just 
not going to do anything with it. It just doesn't sit right with me. As it shouldn't. It also doesn't even sit right like that he isn't distributing it, distributing it to his family members. Like mm-hmm. if that were me and I came into that and like a piece for Gretchen Wieners, like a piece yeah. for every you know, <laughs> literally like, a piece for Gretchen Wieners. My second my second cousin twice removed, like mm-hmm. I'll chalk you a million. Why not? That's the thing. Like it wouldn't even it wouldn't even affect him in any way. It like, would if not he just were to give make a difference. Andrew a million a million pounds, like just to shut him up. Yeah. Why why not? And you know what? I'm not here advocating for Andrew, but Oh, absolutely not. Let me be clear. I also am like, Charles, if you wanted a really easy earned media press story, mm-hmm. like maybe it wouldn't be that great, but it's like, you know, understanding put your brother in some sort of rehabilitation or at least express news about it mm-hmm. and give him a couple of give him some money saying that you're funding that rehabilitation and under the table funnel him a bit more to support his lifestyle and that's your press story you know like yeah easy peas easy easy peas but i can't and i don't know why i thought again i'm like maybe i dreamt this okay <laughs> Okay. But I thought that Charles did something. Oh, he gave him a new title. Oh, mm. that's what it was. I feel like he's got to like throw him a bone. Just yeah. Just to like keep him quiet. So no money, but on his 59th birthday, that's when he took over the title of Duke of Edinburgh, which had previously been held by their father, Prince mm-hmm. Philip. That being said, toss Anne. Anne is the hardest working royal. Anne is out there in the goddamn trenches. I if you don't give like, her money, I'm gonna be upset. Pay women. <laughs> pay equal pay. Anne. Give yeah. Anne her coins. Anne oh is out God. here doing more walkabouts yeah. than anyone. She and those legs. She has having to walk about every single day, you know, all over the UK and like not getting anything. And not getting anything not for it. Of course, I know she's, you know getting those handouts from King Charles, but still, but handout still, is not enough. No. Wasn't she, if I have memories, if my memory is serving me, we had that report of like who worked the most hours in 2022 oh, and she was number one. Yeah. And I think she's been number one like consecutively <laughs> Employee of for the, the last like 10 years because like the queen, the queen couldn't do as much in her last years. Like she still worked a ton, yeah. but Anne had to kind of take over. And you know what? She did. And she serves her country. We don't <laughs> hear a lot about her complaining. Mm-mm. She's never in the press for anything personal or dramatic. Like, Mm-mm. she is the poster child of what this monarchy, not even used to be, but I think what they wish they could remain. <laughs> mm-hmm. Do you think Princess Charlotte's going to kind of follow in Prince Anne's footsteps? Yes. I think Princess Charlotte is going to be a hardworking royal. I mean, she's already out there hustling and she like is a very high public interest, sadly, sadly, because she's a child. But like, I don't necessarily know if she'll have a choice. Like, I think Kate will probably try to protect her, but I also think that she's going to be put to work. Mm -hmm. Like, there's going to be high public interest of Charlotte. And if I'm looking back at Queen Raina and Princess Iman, Princess Iman is out there hustling, too, Mm -hmm. with her mother and it's like they're kind of the duo, which is really interesting. Yeah, you're right. I, I, I really did a deep dive on these people. I, 
I love it. <laughs> They're I like think, your Spain. It's like yes. your Spanish royals. I think they might be. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. They have very similar energy. Yes. Like the Queen Reina and Queen Letizia. Yes. Have similar vibes. They have a similar maternal vibe too, I feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, King Charles, interested to see what he does with this money. It's too much. You should spend some of it and not spend taxpayer dollars. If I was advising you as a comms person, a publicist, not a financier, Mm -hmm. I would say spend some of your own money. You know, the last thing I'll say is I have a friend who's a lawyer for Bill Gates, like personally, and she's like, "You like subtly flex on this podcast." I'm not. I'm not so fucking funny. I'm obsessed. (laughs) I'm doing this to prove a point because she Mm -hmm. said to me that like, if they have to lose a million dollars, like they don't even ask his permission because it's it. He won't notice it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that's interesting. And I feel like that's a situation that we're seeing here with this inheritance. Mm-hmm. You can afford to have a million pounds or two go missing. Yeah, like you'll you'll survive. You'll survive Correct. it. Well, Sam, it's time for our favorite game of a male or fail. One of these is a real headline from the Daily Mail or a similar publication, and the other has been completely made up by our producers. So, will we spot the mail or will we fail? Let's dive in. I don't know if we're going to fail, but let's see. So, option number one, Princess of Wales seems to want a normal upbringing for her children, but wouldn't dream of taking them to McDonald's, New Book claims. Option number two. New Book claims the Princess of Wales originally wanted to model her parenting style off of Princess Diana, but was forced to reign in her children. Oh, this is I'm tough. Gonna go, I think the real one's option one. I kind of do as well, because I don't know if they would drag the royal family by saying was forced to reign. I mean, I could see them doing that, but... I also feel like her kids are like very... They're like not bad. Yeah, I mean, I know there was like there's pictures of like George picking his nose is the worst thing. Well, he's like four. (laughs) He's like yeah, exactly. Okay, I also say number one. Okay. All right, Princess of Wales seems to want a normal upbringing for her children and wouldn't dream of taking them to McDonald's or rocking the boat over royal protocol. So we were correct. I love that for us. That makes me sad. I know. I love McDonald's. Never have a kids meal. Like, imagine not getting a Happy Meal toy as a child. Oh, my God. That's, like, so sad. I mean, maybe they're ordering it on Uber Eats. We never know. (laughs) Can you imagine being, like, the Uber Eats driver, like, pulling up to the palace, being like, um, it's, like, late at night. It's late at night. I'm just feeling like someone's, like, snack. Yeah. (laughs) So in one of its chapters, Gilded Youth by author Royal... Royal author Tom Quinn explores Kate's parenting style, insisting she is happy for her children, Prince George, Prince Charlotte, Princess Charlotte, and Prince Louis, to have the luxuries and privileges of a royal upbringing. He adds, Kate makes no effort, unlike Diana, to bring the children down to earth. Oh, geez. Because she doesn't want them to have a normal childhood in the sense that Diana wanted it for William and Harry. Oh, my God. It goes on to say the author claims the princess feels her late mother-in-law's modern style created issues, most especially with Harry. Come on. 
by seemingly adding to his dissatisfaction with his royal role. Oh my God, this is terrible. This the is dragging her to filth. A former member of the palace staff who said, Diana enjoyed slubbing it and was in many ways downwardly mobile. She wanted to escape her aristocratic childhood. Okay, kind of rude. Slumming it. <laughs> like, I don't think there was any world where Diana was slumming it, but okay. But I do and get like- Kate, like Kate, there's all the rumors she went to Eton College to meet Prince Harry. Like she wanted to step into this role in this world. And that's exactly what she's leaning in. Yes. It says that Kate wants to escape her middle class childhood. She dislikes burgers and chips and wouldn't dream of taking her children to McDonald's and doesn't rock the boat when the vast weight of traditional royal pursuits bears down on her children. I, I feel like she needs to chill. I mean, first of all, I think we should take this with a grain of salt. I don't know how close this author is to Kate and sees the day-to-day of, you know, her with her family and her decisions, parenting decisions. That being said, I honestly, if we're going off of this, it doesn't totally shock me. Mm -hmm. I just Well, they do have Diana's butler talking. Okay. And he recalled that each Saturday the princes would wolf down Harry and William, yes. would wolf down a Big Mac and chip slumped in front of a trash TV show. And a Kensington Palace kitchen chef said that despite having a team of top chefs at their disposal, William and Harry would regularly seek out fast food dinners. I mean, they're kids. Yeah. Maybe like William is like a fast food addict. And she's <laughs> like, I cannot have my kids acting like that. Like Maybe that that's is- where she's coming from. I don't really know. She's projecting. Her resentment from William onto her children. Yeah. She's probably and this is where therapy begins. <laughs> well, she's probably like, we do have a royal chef. Like, we're not going to have fucking McDonald's. I honestly, like, now that I'm thinking about it more, I honestly understand that. Like, if you have a royal chef, like, and your kids are begging for McDonald's, I would tell them to shut the fuck up. I'd be like, they can literally make anything you want. See, I disagree. Anything. Obviously, I think that she should like get the McDonald's every once in a while. Um, but yes, not, but also, like, I'm just like, sometimes you just want McDonald's. Like, I can go to, I don't have a private chef, but sure, we can go to uh, Whole Foods, Hot Counter, or whatever, or go to a Michelin star restaurant, sure. But sometimes you just want, this week, I'm like, I'm sick. Maybe I should be eating more healthy things. I'm like, I just want like $1.99 ramen. <laughs> you know what? I support that because it's true. Like when you're sick, like you're like, God, I should have like drank celery juice more or something. And then like all you want is like a McChicken. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I know. So, it's but again, I also wonder the last thing I will say here, and now we're going on to the great McDonald's debate. If you've never had it, do you really care? So, well, it's kind of like Tom Brady's kids. Like yes. they've never had sugar. Yeah. Or so- insane. allegedly. Insane. And so they like don't ask for it because it's something that they've like never had. Yes. So I wonder if that could be a thing. Oh my gosh. This is so funny. The the last note I want to end on here. Yeah. The boys loved McDonald's and going out to pizza and having potato skins. Sort of the American foods. They were royal princes, but had children's palates. And I wanted to highlight this because I think you are so right that William probably has a trash 
diet. Oh my God. He totally <laughs> does. Like I bet like when they would get drunk at Eaton, like he would just like eat so much McDonald's. Yes. And she's probably like, absolutely not. You fucking pig. She's probably disgusted by it. Yeah, she's probably so disgusted. <laughs> so to finish up, let's name our spotted dick for the episode. Who has been a real steamed pudding this week? Oh my God, this is tough for me this week. This is a tough one. No one's really been acting out. No one's been acting out. If I gotta, if I got, you know, I will always. I'm we torn. always have our fallbacks. Yeah. I'm always gonna default on Prince Andrew mm-hmm. for being in despair that uh, he hasn't got a handout because he's now a non working royal, mm-hmm. a result of the consequences of his own actions. But sure. Mm hmm. So I mean, if it isn't the consequences of my own actions. Correct. Yeah. And he also has like his own little fortune. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like he's got nothing. Exactly. So I'm going to say my spotted dick is to the royal chef that used to cook for Diana. I don't need them dragging our girl like that. Yeah. Okay. Love that. You know, being like she would slump in front of the TV. She was slumming it. Slumming it. Trash Can you TV. Chill? She's a yeah, human being. People, it's fair to say these people have no chill. <laughs> None. Literally zero. And it's like kind of sad. It is. Because it's like they don't even know what's on the other side of that chill. Serenity. Ser- serenity. <laughs> serenity now. <laughs> Well, Lex, that's it for this week's episode of Crown Jewels. Be sure to rate, review, and follow the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you're listening now. We'll have new episodes every single Thursday, so be sure to subscribe now so you don't miss out on our next episode. Tell all of your royally obsessed friends and follow me at Lex Nico. And you can follow me at Bravo Historian. And until next time, may God save the bench. Batches.